episode 187 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. It could be a movie, TV series, anime, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by my co-captain, Kyle Springer. Hello, hello. Good morning. It sounds like you and I are both uh pretty tired today for different <laughs> yes. reasons uh i i am recovering from my covid booster i got it on friday and uh knocked me on my ass more than i was expecting uh not it wasn't too bad but it was enough where it it, it, it was just like okay yeah i can't do a thing and it screwed up my sleep schedule and everything so uh, I am also very tired, but I think you spent all yesterday partying it up uh, with I, the family. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a big family Christmas party yesterday and I took the week off and I ended up spending the whole week shopping and prepping food and prepping decorations gotcha. and running around and doing errands. So it was uh, a week of vacation time where I don't feel like I really got to relax at all. Yep. Yep. I know what that feels like. Well, that's good, though. I mean, you're, it's almost the end of the year. Hopefully you don't have too much more going on uh, at, at the end of the year. But uh, yeah, good stuff. I'm 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 always excited, uh, especially because my job, I get two weeks off at the end of mm-hmm. the year. So there is like a two week bit where I just I don't have to worry about stuff. I can just stay at home and watch TV or go visit my family and stuff like that, which is what I'm doing this year. The first time in two years uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to go see my parents. So it's good stuff. But what are we talking about this week, Melissa? This is our final review show of the year. And as the end of the year is also the holiday times, our final episode of the year is traditionally a holiday episode. And we are talking about a new movie on HBO Max called 8-Bit Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. This came out just a couple weeks ago. Oh, I just want to read the names while I remember to read them. Go for it. Directed by Michael Douse and written by Kevin Jakubowski. Uh, and it appears it's also based on a book that they've written. So you wrote the book and adapted it into your own screenplay. Yeah, good stuff. I uh, so you you pitched this one l- l- last week. I almost pitched this one the week before. <laughs> I I ended up not doing it. Uh, not for any real reason in particular, besides just like I think I would rather pitch these the, the, uh, 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 other things here. But this one caught my eye because I was looking around of like, OK, we've done some like Netflix Christmas stuff like that's typically the well we go back to uh, for that stuff. But I was like, what does HBO Max have? What does Hulu have? What does Amazon have? Right. And th- this yeah. was one of the ones I was like, huh, OK, I can see my, my, my myself pitching that one. Mm-hmm. That one there. So HBO Max is where you can find this yeah. one. I don't know if there's anything about it that says HBO Max as opposed to Netflix. I'm not sure if these individual streaming services have like a flavor that is their own that you can't find in the programs on other services. 
I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if there's like a specific flavor of, of like, oh, Netflix mm. makes this style of, of stuff yeah. or things like that. Cause I feel like Netflix specifically is so broad in all of the stuff that they make as they try and make stuff globally. Uh, and I, I mean, H, H, HBO kind of always had a certain like, level of quality for its like mm. shows at le- least for for us when we were g- growing up of like oh those are the premiere shows like those ones are the <laughs> like those ones are the fancy ones they had money mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah the now that they're making their own content for the streaming service and stuff like that i i, I think this was a max original uh is what it i believe so um but yeah it's good i'm i'm glad that they're doing that and they're putting more stuff out there because hbo max needs some content they have they (laughs) have like they have like good pockets of like older things but like at the end of the day they still just they just don't have the amount of stuff that i'm i'm like oh Oh. this is new like i i want to watch this this is bright and shiny and new it's like, okay, there's the old Batman stuff. There's the, you know, the old, the, the Turner classic movies. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff. So 8-Bit Christmas. What did you think uh-huh. of 8-Bit Christmas, Melissa? I, I had a great time. I watched this because it was mysterious. Because I saw like the splash page ad for it on HBO Max. And it just said, Neil Patrick Harris stars in a story about childhood nostalgia like it was very very vague and i had thought about pitching it to you and i thought i haven't heard anybody talk about this movie yet this description here on the service isn't really giving me anything let me just start watching it so i watched the entire thing before i had pitched it to you yep yeah it's it's interesting because the advertisement yeah is very vague like it doesn't I, I it looks like there's this like pyramid of gifts on there. And yeah, I think through the top, it's, top it's one, a they're tree. holding a controller or something. Yeah, it's a tree. Like they that, just put all the characters thing. in a tree. I, I like it was so nondescript that I don't like I didn't even recognize it for what right. it like. Is this a like a pyramid of g- g- gifts? Is this a tree? Eight bit. Why is it an eight bit Christmas? Like, I don't know. Uh, um. But yeah, when 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 you finally pitched it to me, you were like, it's kind of like a Christmas story, but set in the well, I, I guess set in modern day times. And it's the story about uh, this guy telling his daughter uh, that like, hey, when I was your age, the Nintendo, like the the original mm-hmm. Nintendo entertainment system was like the hottest toy and this was the thing that i wanted above everything else like i would sacrifice anything to get this uh and and uh he like recounts the the story about how he may have gotten his nintendo system Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's the kind of the framing device like from princess bride where he's telling the story to this young child who is bored initially, but then gets very into it and is like, why'd you stop talking? What happens after that? Don't leave me on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And the interior of the story is very much 
1988 version of what a Christmas story would be with the Nintendo instead of the Red Rider BB gun. And it's it wears a lot of its pastiche and homage on its sleeve mm-hmm. uh, gracefully, I think. I think it is that was its intention to be kind of a mashup of these older, warm, familiar movies to just do so exactly, in a loving yeah. homage to them and to just sort of take what they offered and make a, an updated version for a couple decades later for another generation of a parent telling their little kid about 1988. Yes. Uh, which is maybe the one thing that I don't like about a Christmas story. Like, mm. I, it's just it. it's a great movie, but it's just like it's so old. Like it's it's g- g- getting old. <laughs> <laughs> just like, OK, g- Grandpa, we've seen this movie a million times. We need something. Get new. a TV already. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hope when. T- yeah. TBS airs a Christmas story this year. They've added in a TV. They put a TV in the family's home. What if movies did that? Like it, they just like slowly updated it and changed it as the years went. That'd be weird. They just um, turned it into the carousel of progress ride. They just keep I, adding on new yeah, scenes. Like, yeah. and now it's twenty years after a Christmas story. Right? <laughs> They've got right. Beatles records now. Um. Yeah, I I I liked this enough. I don't think I was particularly enamored with this one. Um, but I, I didn't dislike it. I, I was like, okay, this is fine. Like I, I, I have no real qualms with it besides it is what it is like it, (laughs) um, which is probably the worst thing that I can say about it. Right. It was just like, yeah, when, when the elevator pitch of this is exactly what it is, it's a Christmas uh, or it's it's a Christmas story mixed with uh, God, you just said the the name uh, of, the, the of, Princess Bride <laughs> in, in terms Bride, of the yeah. framing device and yeah. like the structure of the film. Yeah, like it's it's those two movies mixed and that's it. And you, you get what you get and it's like, OK, yeah, that makes sense. It's an updated right. version of, of, of that. And it did fine. Like I liked it. I, I didn't think it was particularly funny uh but it was funny uh, right like yeah. I, I i didn't think it had like a particularly great like uh just just overall story but it was a good story right like it, it they the the one thing that this did that uh i did not expect we'll get more into in in the spoilers because it was how his story resolved and like ah. all that stuff. I was not ex- ex- expecting the ending of this f- uh-huh. film and how, how that worked. That was a nice twist. That is like the one thing that was like, OK, that caught my attention. And I was like, I like this. Like I I, I, I liked where 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 this where it ended up. Yeah, I it's a it's an ending that you can't tell that's the ending they're going for when you start the movie. Right. I did like the story of how he got his Nintendo like you really I felt like I really couldn't see how it was going to happen because there's almost these episodes within his narrative of different times he encounters a Nintendo or a way to get his hands on a Nintendo. 
And you think one of them might take off, one of them might be successful. And then he just keeps hitting the series of dead ends until towards the end, his friends and him uh, get this, hatch the scheme to get one of them. And I, I love a child scheme. I love when you've got like a bunch of kids Ocean's together 11. who like draw a map yeah. and crayon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love I love Ocean's 11 years old. I love Ocean's fifth grade. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a couple neat moments of kind of absurdity throughout the movie where it goes yes. big in a way that I wasn't expecting and that I really appreciate. Yeah, it was interesting because I, I felt those moments gave it its own flavor right instead of just mm. being a christmas story there were times where it did things that i was like that that well for for me personally i felt it made the movie a little bit more of a caricature of that stuff mm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing for for me it was not my cup of tea but it, it absolutely gave it its own flavor of uh Oh, no. Um, Is your Gundam okay? My Gundam's arm just fell off. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) My my little action figure back on my my thing. It just fell off. (laughs) (laughs) He dropped his space sword. Now how is he going to defend Earth? Well, he still has the shield in the other arm. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like it, it ended up in my mind being a little bit more of a caricature which was not my cup of tea uh but it definitely gave it its own flavor and its own taste mm. and i appreciated that that it it tried to step out and do 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 mm. it's it's its own thing with how yeah over the top it got at some moments there and it was just like this is r- ridiculous <laughs> mm. so, yeah it, uh, it, it was good Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I just want to say it's set in Chicago, very heavily, specifically Chicago, which isn't something I exactly relate to. I'm from St. Louis, its neighbor. You know, I I would have been having this parallel adventure in like 99, 2000. I don't know what I wanted at that time in my life. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, More Artemis Fowl books, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe a, a cell phone, but that was like when cell phones were first oh no. really starting to I, permeate I, the high schools and stuff like, like that. It was like after I had a CD player, but before an MP3 player was even a thing. So I don't know. I don't know what I was after in the year 2000, but Gel I, I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's probably it. Just the, the sparkliest gel pen on the market. I, I appreciate the specificity in its location. It gives it a very John Hughes vibe to it. Uh, it make, in particular, there's a, a scene involving the, a field trip to the Art Institute, which has a lot of uh, Ferris Bueller vibes to it. You don't even get into the Art Institute. Yeah, but no. the fact that you know it's there and that the kids could theoretically get up to Ferris Bueller antics gives it another layer to, to this, all these 80s movies that it's paying homage to. And I'd like just how specific it went that like everybody's wearing like a Blackhawks hat or a Cubs hat or the, yeah. the dad's talking about like the Bears game or whatever. I think setting it in this very specific time and this very specific place does yeah. give it a lot of character. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I say ch- check it out. Uh, definitely a good 
family holiday movie uh, that is new. Maybe one you can add mm-hmm. to your collection. Uh, or, yeah, if you don't want to sh- show your ki- kids the the heavily outdated A Christmas Story, <laughs> <laughs> then uh, you might, might want to show them this one. Who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, go go check it out. That being said, we are going to take a quick break uh, to do some housekeeping. And then when we get back, we'll start diving into the movie a little bit more and discussing it more in depth uh, with some spoilers. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make, and yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots, and we'd love it if you would check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters, especially those at the $5 tier. So thank you to Sam. Uh, Thanks, we Sam. love you a lot. We appreciate you. Thank you tons. And we hope you have a happy holiday season. Yeah. Uh, cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Um, we had our 100th episode of Crossplay. Yeah. Uh, it was a good celebration. Uh, didn't really talk about any gaming news and stuff like that. It was just like, let's just hang out and celebrate and talk and have fun. Uh, we played this gig game where um, Ignacio was reading the description of two different games and you had to say what the title of the combined game would be. You had to like mix them together uh, and they were like specific. Like you had to say the like specific thing that it was there. It's hard to explain, but it was good. It was fun. We had a blast. Uh, if you want more holiday stuff, we did our, uh, we, last week we talked about Netflix's love hard, uh, here Mm. on the review show. We've also been doing our reactions to Hawkeye, uh, on the reactor core and the whole Hawkeye show is set during the holidays, the few days before Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, some, some, some good Marvel festiveness. Uh, with 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 that one too uh on the captain's log we're about to also wrap things up uh on that we had to postpone it because i got my covid mm-hmm. booster and not was not feeling up to recording um 
is th- is this going to be our last one for the year or are we do- doing one yes next year this is also our last no, one for the year no because yeah because next weekend uh we got to fit in our big end of the year retrospective and we have to talk about spider-man yes yeah uh yeah so we're we're <laughs> Fastly approaching the end of the year here, so we're wrapping things up uh, on on all of that. But uh, also looking towards the new year because we have our mm-hmm. sixth our sixth year retrospective. Wow, uh, which is what we are trying to plan out uh, right before the holidays, uh, so that we can put that up on all of the feeds and reflect on all the cool things that we did this mm-hmm. year here at the Wolat Knots and celebrate. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun too. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah, that's it for housekeeping. So, without further ado, Melissa, let's get into spoilers. There we go. Where do you want to start with this one? Eight big I, Christmas. I think let's, let's actually start at the ending because. The ending might be my only possible qualm with the movie in that it winds up being a story about his relationship with his dad. That's the epilogue of the film. Yeah, how is, dare they make is, a film uh, about a relationship with the character's no. dad? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Is that when you're like the, the end of the film, it's you find out that this Christmas he's having with, with his daughter and like they're at. Uh, the grandparents' house. Like, they're staying, oh, we're staying here with Grandma. Look, I've got brought out my old Nintendo from when I was a kid. And you find out, that, and he mentioned something at the beginning about how this Christmas is different this year and you don't know what it means. And you find out at the end, this is, like, maybe the first Christmas after his dad has passed away. Right, And yeah. that's the emotional button at the end of the movie is his relationship with his dad and how he, like, his, he never got the Nintendo, but his dad built him a, a tree house. And he's like, and then I, I just ended up like mowing lawns or like working as a caddy at the local golf course. And I saved my money and I just bought myself a Nintendo. It is sweet. But watching the movie up until that point, I couldn't tell the dad is the point of the whole thing. Yeah. Like he's got a, a strong a relationship switch. with his. Yeah, he's got a strong relationship with his dad, but it's only like. 10% more significant than the relationship he has with his mom or with his sister. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I, I wouldn't even say it's more significant than the one he has with his mom or with his sister. Like, you see more of his sister um, mm. than, than, yeah, what you see with his dad. Like, his dad is kind of... I, I don't want to necessarily say he's comedic relief, but he's comedic relief <laughs> in a way. Uh, just the fact that yeah. he's, he's so out of it, like he has no idea. Mm. But then he's also the like handy He's just in dad he's, world. He's yeah, he's he's off in his own world where he like is leaving his power tools in the refrigerator. Like what? What? Why? What is this? Um. Yeah, but it it is this like bait and switch where it's entitled Eight Bit Christmas, uh-huh. but he never gets the Nintendo for Christmas. He doesn't even yeah. get it like that holiday season. They, yeah, it's like they, the next they do year. The whole, yeah. Like the the like oh, there's one more present. Like what is it behind the thing? Oh, it's the same the same shape as the Nintendo box. What is it? It's a light bright. Oh, 
a Japanese light bright. Which is kind of a funny joke, but like... I like a light bright. I'd be happy to have one. They spend this whole movie building Mm. this thing up, and then you don't get it. They title the movie Mm. after it, right? And Mm. it's just like, it just, it leads you to believe that it is more about this and this story about how he got this thing. And then you realize he'd never got it. And the daughter's like, so wait, you never got it? Well, then what was the point of this story? (laughs) Like, like the character says that in in the movie, which was the same thing as me. It's like, well, then, like, what? Why did we just go on this big adventure? Like, it was a fun adventure, sure. But, like, I, sure, I, I, I get that they were trying to also teach this lesson of, like, hey, mm. some, sometimes you won't get what you, you want, but you might realize the more important things, which is family. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It is a bait and switch in the sense that they switch it at the last minute there. And then you're like, wait, all of this was supposed to be about family. Like you, <laughs> you, 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 you barely spent time on the stuff. Like I, how am I supposed to relate or care about their, like his family. If you didn't like have these potential moments that he's like missing out on or like having to begr- begrudgingly sit in and then maybe reluctantly la- 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 laugh at, you know, something that his dad does and ends up having a good time. Like there is none of that in the film so that by the end when they're like, no, it's actually about family. You're like, ah, oh, yeah, I could like he 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 did have right? a good he did have a good time. Like he does actually really yeah. love his dad. And at the end, it's like he did love his dad, but we never really got to see him spend time with his dad. So it's just it doesn't necessarily sit well. Yeah, I I understand. And I think it's kind of funny that he spends the entire time talking about all these antics he went through trying to get an N64, not a 64, an NES. And then at the end of the day, it's and none of those work. And I got a summer job and the next year I paid for it with my own money. I think that is a funny narrative line. And I definitely understand. Oh, at the end of the day, it was all about family, but it's not about it's less about general family and more about specifically his dad. And at yeah. the end of the movie, I'm like, was your dad that important? <laughs> right. I like I, I wish it's like they got to the they wrote. Oh, I wish like after they that ending was concluded on, they would have gone back and like done another pass on the script to just enhance the dad a little bit more. Give us a little bit more time with the dad so that we could have more of an emotional sense that that is where the story was ending. And like I said earlier, this is based on a book. It may very well be based on a memoir. This may be a nonfiction right, yeah. book. This may be, you know, the story of this guy's life and, you know, maybe an exaggeration of real things he went through. But maybe the story of his relationship with his dad you know, is true, really happened. And it is uh, emotionally impactful. I do get teary eyed when he goes out in the backyard and he sees that his dad built him a treehouse. Yeah. But again, at the beginning, I just can't tell that the story's about the dad until the story tells you that. Yeah. And knowing that, 
the vagueness mm-hmm. of how HBO Max described it, I feel like I, I, I don't want to say fits, but now I think I understand why it was so vague because they they can't really say it's a story about how he got a Nintendo because he didn't get the Nintendo. It's, right? it's a story about his struggles to get a Nintendo. You could describe it that way. That would be much more accurate. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, again, it's not about the Nintendo. So mm. is saying it's about his struggles to get the Nintendo really accurate or like his, his struggles to get what he wants during the holiday versus spending time with family like is maybe more accurate than that of like that struggle. I don't know. But but yeah, like I I I like the idea of where this went, like the idea mm. that it was this. No, I didn't get it. But it was actually like about my relationship with my dad and my family and what really matters. Right. Um, That I thought was neat. I just yeah, mm. just wasn't executed well enough. It, it, yeah. So. Yeah, I, don't know. I like the emotional punchline. I would have just added a bit more to the emotional setup to make the punchline hit a bit harder. Yeah. But I want to talk about my favorite aspect of the movie, okay. which is the, these moments of absurdity. The, the moment when I knew, OK, I'm in it for this movie. I'm really enjoying this <laughs> ride. I'm definitely going to pitch this. I want to talk about this is I forget the name of the kid who has the Nintendo at the beginning. I think it's like Timmy or something, that rich kid. Yeah, and he talks about how uh, like there's one kid in town who's you know, has these super rich parents. He's really spoiled and he's he's got a Nintendo and he comes out under the front porch of this big house. And there's all these kids who wait in, on his lawn. And he's like, I will pick 10 of you to k- hang out with me in the basement today and play my Nintendo. And people try and bribe him, like bringing him snacks, bringing him all this stuff. And when we first see this kid, his name is Timmy Keen, by the way, Timmy Keen. Okay, so the first shot of Timmy Keen, it's like him through the window of his mansion. And he's wearing like a karate all the time. He's got this ostentatious outfit. I really dug this character. I think this is a one of the most fun spoiled weird pretentious affected kids like i've I've seen in a narrative (laughs) like this i liked all the different affectations that were laid on him but there's a shot of him in the window where he does not step towards the window glides up to the window like he's a dracula it's so (laughs) subtle (laughs) but i thought it was so funny and such a great stylistic touch. Like, this kid is so above everything. He doesn't walk. He glides. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, this character in particular was wild. Uh, I mm. really liked all of the kids and all of the, like, stereotypes. This is a great cast of kids. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah they were all fantastic. Um, and, like, I, 
just like all all of the like okay you have the like w- weird nerd kid that like eats erasers and stuff like that you uh-huh. have that one ki- kid who's just a pathological liar that everyone <laughs> does not like but he's just always there right he's uh, like yeah he's like introducing his cast of friends and he's like and then there's this kid i'm not really friends with him but he's <laughs> always around yeah we can't get like, rid of him like that's the thing they they nailed all of these stereotypes of like i knew mm. a kid like that i knew a kid like that yeah. i knew a kid like that <laughs> or like if you didn't know one specifically you knew someone who did and had stories of them yeah. so you were like familiar that like hey over in the other f- first grade c- c- class like they you know they 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 have this one kid who eats erasers uh Her, i love that one of the kids his tra- his trait is just that he watches r-rated movies right yeah <laughs> and he's just always mentioning stuff from like rambo <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like i you you knew that one kid who like had seen the movie that yeah. you can't see and you're just like wow you got to watch that my parents would never let me watch that what right. happened and he has no idea what actually happened in that except for mm. like explosions and like he killed mm. a guy um, right, i like when they're designing this plot to get the nes at the end and he's like this is our nom and one of the other kids is like I don't think you really understand what Nam is. Like you're you're just <laughs> yeah. quoting something you saw in an action movie. Yeah. I also love that one of the first bits we see with the liar kid is that like he missed school like a day the last week or something, and they're teasing him <laughs> about it. And they're like, Did you really have to go in to be Tom Cruise's stunt double or did you have diarrhea? Because that's what I heard. And he's like, It was both. <laughs> They're not mutually exclusive. <laughs> I like that he won't let go of the Tom Cruise lie, but he's also not embarrassed to say, yeah, I missed school because I had diarrhea. Like, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that. I'll tell you. Maybe the stunt involved diarrhea. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> we also have oh, these, these two twins, this boy and a girl. And I, I do like the subplot that, like, he's in some sort of scout's and the scouts are like selling pine wreaths to neighbors. Whoever sells the most wreaths could win an NES. And she's like planning the entire thing. Like she's the, the genius out of the pair of them. But like she's it's a Boy Scouts like she can't join it. So he's going out talking to all these neighbors on the porches. And she's like below him, like telling him everything he's supposed yeah. to say. And Just then they go to the scout the meeting and she's like, they can't put on. T- t- yeah. T- yeah. <laughs> And then she's put on a disguise to sneak into the scout meeting. Like she's got her hair hidden under a hat. And then also in the voiceover, Neil Patrick Harris talks about these different friends that he's had. And he mentions like the two of them went into business together. He doesn't even say what the business is, but it's like she's the CEO and he's like her assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the bully. That's a great bully. (laughs) What a quality 80s movie bully. (laughs) Amazing. Great stuff. Um, Yeah, just got his his mouth was huge and it was great. And it was just like (laughs) he's got a real interesting looking face. Yeah, he has such a a unique face. Yeah. And it just it fits so well with the role he has to put to to play. 
and he did great. All all of these kids, this, this cast was fantastic. I will say, mm-hmm. say that they they were great. Um, but yeah, like I I didn't like that bait and switch. But when it got to the more like ridiculous stuff, like when when they're outside, like t- trying to b- bribe Timmy or the like video game over oh, the, the protests <laughs> and all this stuff, like it just got so ridiculous. And it, it it felt like a caricature of some of the jokes that they maybe would have made in a Christmas story. Mm. But they like heightened them because, yeah. Timmy knows he has a Nintendo. He knows he has this power, right? That all mm. these kids want to play it. Uh, and so he like the, the whole neighborhood gig gathers. Uh, and I, I I think when they they find out he has the like Nintendo power yes! thing, which was a great touch. I loved the, the subplot about the power glove where he's Amazing. so proud of the power glove. And, and the then moral he of that how mini, much it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's the moral of that mini episode. Like within this larger narrative, is sometimes you just got to learn that maybe you do have your eyes set on a toy, and you get the toy, and it's disappointing. It sucks. Yeah. And I like that the movie was honest enough to be like the NES was magic, the Power Glove sucked. Like it's, yeah. it feels it really very did. fair to like what people's opinions about these things actually are. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but, but but yeah so he he like he hasn't really spread the word yet mm. that he has this thing and of course they end up telling the one kid that lies about everything yeah. and uh so when they get there to to like see if they can convince him to let them play the power love the whole neighborhood is there. Like, it's not just, yeah. it's not the like small group of kids that are yeah. usually there. It is like the whole neighborhood, including yeah. the like high school, like gym coach, which, which is like, why, uh, yeah. why is he there? And, and right. What is that man's enchantment with the power glove? He's so dead set on playing with the power glove. And all these kids have brought out these like extra special gifts to try and impress Timmy that they're waving up in the air. I think some kids like, you can have my goldfish. And the gym teacher's like, cold, hard, untraceable cat. It was great. I loved it. But it was it was also just like this, like, this is too ridiculous for this thing. Like, I I, I it, like it. <laughs> like, I, I so I, I liked that one in particular. Uh, but then, yeah, the whole like uh, the like video game violence like we need to ban video games in our entire town and the like protests they were having was just like this is like I I, I, I get that there was that stuff ha- happening mm. especially with Mortal Kombat all that stuff went to court and all that and that's why we had now have to like rate the games and 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 stuff like that but it, it was like it was so much of this like exaggeration of what it actually was or I I get not necessarily that, but the jokes that they were t- trying to make with that stuff was so exaggerated that it it was it. They almost felt like it didn't fit. Like, I feel like it would have been a better film if they were toned down just a little bit. But I also don't want it to lose the comedy, if that makes mm-hmm. 
tense. Like, I still want these moments to be comedic, but I think that's what a Christmas story does better is it it has these really, really funny moments, but they're not. They, 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 and they, they might be exaggerated, but they're not as exaggerated as this mm-hmm. rule was. Maybe I'm wrong, though, because like, I, 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 I mean, I, I don't know. I, I like I, I, I'm wondering if like time like also has like the amount of time that has passed. Like if, if I'm looking back on a Christmas story of like to them back when this came out like these these things of like he had yellow eyes and you hear his like creepy <laughs> laugh like how how exaggerated that would have been mm-hmm. to them at the time right whereas it might not seem super exaggerated to us now of just like okay yeah like hey, they made a joke yeah, we just, about we how just ex- he's right yeah we're we're more accepting yeah, of we that. accept we accept that the little brother is wearing so many coats he literally can't put his arms down because yeah. that's all we've known we've been told that every christmas like the story of the nativity right yeah uh so yeah i'm, I'm wondering if like maybe i'm wrong at the same time of, of like the level of exaggeration is not more than it was in the christmas in a christmas story uh but it is it's just the fact that it's newer right and it, it like it maybe hits closer to home in a way that hasn't been told to us a million t- times right so it's just like ugh. I don't know. <laughs> Such an exaggeration. I, it wor- <laughs> I, the, it kind of works for me. Like this bully. They're, they've got this bully yeah. who's like way bigger than all the other kids. And they they joke about how we don't really know how old this kid is. It seems like he's been held back a grade or two. We don't know. We don't have a concept of it. We just know that he's huge. And he is. It looks like they've cast like all 11 year olds and then one 18 year old. Yeah. And. And then you see that he's not just like a kid at their school, at their elementary school. He's in their class. Like, there's no way this kid would be in their actual class. This is not a fifth grader. But I think that's part of this sort of looking back on your childhood. Everything gets exaggerated to the point where it's like a a fairy tale or something like that like exactly like when i look back on this bully in my mind he might as well have been adult sized yeah which i is maybe the difference between a christmas story and this is i felt like Mm. this yeah you nailed it like you're looking back on that story and it's exaggerated because as a kid like yeah it does reach this kind of fantastical uh, point where a a Christmas story, sure, he's narrating it in the, like, present day, right? Mm. And he's looking back. But maybe his exaggerations of that story aren't from the perspective of a kid, right? It's from the perspective of adult. So he maybe understands that, like, okay, maybe the bully wasn't, like, three sizes bigger than everyone else and was actually an 18-year-old and all, like, it it, it does seem more subtle. It's still exaggerated, mm. but it's it's toned down, right? It, it, it might be that. That might be the difference with that, that it's and not I- as 
it, it doesn't have the like fantastical whimsy of a ch of a child being like and and he like i swear to god he was like 18 <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and then they banned the video games in the entire state and like right yeah so, this is also a movie that is set in a very real world like it's not just a video game it is specifically the nintendo entertainment system the nintendo power glove all these nintendo games yeah like the kid doesn't wear a hat with just a baseball on it he's wearing a cubs hat there's all these details that place it in like they're very specific like brand and franchise names which i think gives it a sense of being from a very real world makes it Absolutely, feel biographical yeah. and maybe i think for me having these very absurd moments in what is very clearly a real historical world works but i understand that it might not for somebody else when the whole thing feels so authentic and then there are these very broad cartoony reactions you know like from parents upset about video games or, or whatever or his dad literally chasing him through the mall to make sure he's got his retainer <laughs> which I, he puts which the gross I, retainer back in his mouth i like yeah that would that scene was disgusting that he just has to be just but he just has to like all right here we go <laughs> stick it in and then they don't mention it again. Like you don't see him like taking mm. it out and cleaning it or all of that stuff. He just it, it, it's done that 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 was the end of that bit of the story. Like he just had. To I do kind of like suck it up. that the story has these like bits. Like I said, he's he goes through all these different schemes to try and get the Nintendo and a lot of them are dead ends. But I but I like that. I like that. This is a story that is it is linear, but along that line, you do keep going into all these little bumps and crags and setbacks and dead ends and things like that. Yeah. You see how many times he failed and how he doesn't even land on the ultimate solution at all. Like at no point does he think I'll get a summer job and buy it myself. All of that happens or after a, a, the narrative is done. A winter job of like shoveling driveways yeah. and, and no, stuff like that. No, doesn't right? think no. about it. Not at all. I, I appreciate I also going back to the retainer, I appreciate that this movie lets itself be kind of gross. One another one of my favorite bits, and this is weird to say as a favorite bit, but <laughs> when they're in Tommy Keen's basement and he's like freaking out about the power glove and he like throws it at the TV or something and it's like a big, thick CRT television, the TV falls over onto his dog <laughs> like it's a big like thick glass tv crashing onto this tiny yipping little dog and like all the kids are shocked they're like oh no oh no the dog is dead like that's such a yep. bold scary but not too scary like thing to throw into this child's story i like that the story let itself get that i don't know sort of adult in its emotions kind of that like that bold that odd and at the end of the day like the dog is fine the dog is injured and is able to heal so this isn't a movie truly where a dog dies but i just like that they had the audacity to go for that stunt like and a crt tv falls on a small dog and then part of the the plan at the end is that they have their one friend distract the teacher by throwing up they know oh he's allergic to spaghettios oh, it's disgusting we'll make him 
But again, but I like that he is <laughs> vomiting so outrageously for so long. It is so broad. Like it goes past gross God. into being silly. I like that that's the approach that they took. And it seems like it was really fun for that actor to get to film. <laughs> like to do all that fake vomiting. I hope the kid did have fun. I, I hope so, too. I that was disgusting. I hated looking at it. I had to be like, all right, this is enough. Well, it, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's not pleasant to look at. But again, I appreciate the audacity <laughs> that this film has. There are a lot of moments where it doesn't play it safe. This is a movie that's got a couple rough edges around it like that. Yeah. Um, I was about to say, what was that? Oh, uh, real, real quick because I, I i do want to get into their like their scheme at the end here yeah. to make all of this stuff work here uh but before we get into that i also want to give a shout out to the scalper he was a great yes! character yes I, David <laughs> first of all don't, don't be a scalper come on yeah don't, don't ever do that stuff but yeah great character and underutilized yes. in, in, in this. I kind of wish oh, there was more of him. I think he showed up exactly enough. And he's got this like I just big needed, like, gray one more beard. Scene. Right. <laughs> you almost wonder at that final scene where. So uh, um, I don't even remember. What's, our, what's Neil Patrick Harris's? What is his kid's name? Uh, Jake. Jake. So Jake and his dad have to. His sister is dead set on a cabbage patch. They can't get any in stores. His dad has to meet up with this scalper and pay him like $100 to get a cabbage patch. Then he's just got a pile of them in his trunk unboxed. <laughs> just like take, just take a naked unboxed cabbage patch home. That's the best you can do. And, uh, and Jake sees that this guy has an NES also. He's got you know, one of the, which isn't as rare as a cabbage patch kid, but it's still like a little tricky to get your hands on. And... Later, when the scheme to get the NES fails, like that guy like sees him uh, from across the street and he sits down with him and he's like, buddy, like you, I, you tried, you know, sometimes you just got to like accept failure in life. Like the scalper gives him like this very wholesome pep talk and is like, kid, I see where you're going through. I've been there. And the fact that he's got this big, like gray beard makes him made me wonder if he was going to be like a magic realism santa analog right yeah yeah if he was unbearded i never would have was, thought that and i think this I is just expecting. the beard david cross has <laughs> i was expecting it to be revealed that the father then at one point went with the daughter to do the same thing uh, and buy the nintendo oh, that been so sweet. That he, right yeah of of of, of j just like this like he he they first meet the scalper with the father and the son so that by time we see him again in this scene, maybe that scalper knows he's like, I remember this kid because his dad has yeah. come to me multiple times and he's now mm. bought the the cabbage patch and the Nintendo, um, mm. all of that stuff. So let me cheer him up while also like giving him a lesson on like hey sometimes life just doesn't work out mm. right like all of that stuff but like secretly he knows he's he's like hey you you, you might you might still end up having a good christmas yeah. like that is what i i was like ah 
that's it and that's yeah. what's gonna happen and then it did not and that was the last that we saw all of the scalper dude and i was like oh i i, I liked him he was good <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like the addition of that character yeah yeah, yeah. there's a, this is a good cast we talked about the kids i want to shout out the adults uh june diane raphael from the podcast how did this get made plays jake's mom she's real fun she also plays like the old mom at the end with some pretty mm-hmm. nice looking old age makeup. Good for her. And Steve Zahn as the dad is particularly excellent. That and I think good. he's a good choice to play like Neil Patrick Harris's dad. Yeah, it's <laughs> good. Um, so let's talk about their heist. Their, their, yes. their, uh, their big plan to make this work, because I felt like this could have been the entire movie. Yeah. Like th- this ended up only being like the last what like twenty minutes of the film ish, mm. um, and it was one of those things of like when they decide to come up with this plan and they start ha- hatching it like that felt like the start of a movie. Which some people might say, well, like, like it's weird that that's in the like end of the movie. There, I don't know, uh, but it. Like it, like you said, it's neat that it went down all these different paths to potentially see how he could have gotten mm. it. Um, but yeah, I, I almost kind of wish there was a there. There is now like I, I want to see a Christmas movie that is like an Ocean's Eleven style movie, but it's all young kids like scheming yeah. how how to get the, like the Nintendo, right? Like mm-hmm. that. That would be great. That'd be brilliant. It'd be amazing. Um, so I like I, I I like the idea that they had there of like, what if we plan a heist to to like go go? Yeah, and and it's, like it's the, not it's not a heist. It's like let, let's let's yeah. let's hatch this scheme to legitimately pay for this <laughs> n- 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 Nintendo. <laughs> the heist is just that they have to sneak Jake out of the the field trip. Yeah, they are what they're they. What they figure out is that it's these two twins and they're twins and their birthday is in December. So they're real discouraged that they have to share a birthday with each other and with Jesus. So they always get like (laughs) stiffed on birthday presents. I think there's a joke at the end of the movie where he calls up his his friends and he's like, well, I I didn't get the Nintendo. What did you get? And those two kids got one bike to share. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So sad. But they're both really into baseball cards. Which I particularly liked as the one of the main personality traits for that girl to show a girl who's really into baseball cards yeah. and really into like the commerce of baseball cards. It's not clear how much <laughs> she knows about actual baseball, but just like these are which cards are valuable. These are collecting strategies like this. is how you keep them neat in a binder and how you resell them. I, I really liked that angle on it. And she realizes she's got various cards that are worth a lot of money and if they sell these they can get enough money to buy a nintendo and the, but like the all the nintendos are banned like in their town because of this video game over thing that that timmy keen's Gosh, parents started because so the tv dumb. fell on the <laughs> <Yeah>. dog <laughs> i like that they like hate video games but know enough about them that they know game over is a popular phrase that they they can use <laughs> to turn against video games 
yeah, they, they're not sold in their town, whatever suburb of Chicago this is. So they have to go into Chicago proper. They've got a field trip to the Art Institute. And it's just a scheme of we need to sneak Jake out the back of the bus where nobody can see him. He's going to go into the mall by the art museum, run into the toy store, get the NES, run back out, get on the bus, and nobody knows anything. That's what it is. It's a great idea. It's wonderful. And, and yeah, this is where uh, they, they need to come up with a distraction. And there's, there's yeah. two of these video game over protesters in the mall, and it's the parents <laughs> of a couple of the kids uh, so right. it's, it's like I can't just like walk by them. They'll recognize me. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're like, we, we need to distract them. Can we like call uh, them on the like PA somehow and do that stuff? And then like they're, they're, they're like, we, we, we just need to make something up to get them out, out of there. And then that's when the kid who is a pathological liar this. is just like, make something up <laughs> like I can make something <laughs> up. <laughs> Right, he was not part of the scheme to begin with. They have to add him in at this point. (laughs) And I love that he gets that lady on the phone and he's like, hey, it's me, your nephew. And she's like, I don't have a nephew. And he's like, that's what I'm calling about. I'm from the United Nieces and Nephews International. We, We are nephews if you need one. Do you need a nephew in your life? Would you like to accept me? It was it, like it, it's so it's a it's ridiculous, <laughs> but it was funny. Um, mm. But at at the same time, that like another one of the distra- of the distractions is to get the teacher and the bus driver to like stop and pull over. Yes, which is where they feed this one kid spaghettios, a lot of them, and. It's not clear if he's allergic to them or something. I'm assuming he is because of his mm. vomiting. Um, but mm. yeah, when he eats SpaghettiOs, it's specifically SpaghettiOs. Like nothing yeah. else makes him. Again, another like specific brand name that I think lends a, a relatability and an authenticity to the story that sure. like using a generic product wouldn't have done. Sure. And the and it's it's not that they fed him that stuff that dead day. They've experimented on him and fed him <laughs> stuff enough that they know if we feed him this amount, we will have this length of time of vomiting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like we have exactly nine minutes to complete our heist where he he is going to be vomiting for nine minutes. <laughs> and. <laughs> And and so yeah, he's he's eaten a bunch of these spaghettios, uh, and then they use him as a distraction too. And this is where it is the like comedic, cartoonish, just amount of vomit that he is just projectile vomiting this stuff. Mm-hmm. It is disgusting. It's gross. Um, but yeah, he the, he sneaks out. He goes into the mall. He makes it past the protesters. He buys the Nintendo, runs outside, slips on the ice, throws the bag. It lands in the street and the bus, which is has now started to take off, Mm. runs over the Nintendo and just completely crushes it. (laughs) This was heartbreaking. The fact that not only did they not get a Nintendo, Nobody gets this Nintendo. This is one fewer Nintendo in the entire world. And like those, yeah. those 
twins just threw away all their baseball card money. It is rough. And again, I appreciate that the movie like has things that are this hard to deal with, like like the TV falling on the dog, like right, the nine yeah. minutes of vomiting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, like I, I, I loved their their heist though i i liked the the scene with the nerd and the bully uh the bully who had stolen their money so they need to figure out a way to get it back and then he has this like revelation of finally understanding the like weird kid who's who's like yeah he's not he's not like like it's not that he's weird he is but it's yeah. the fact that he just doesn't care what people think. And yeah, like that's kind of not the case with the bully and the bully actually like the, it, it, it is this like revelation for him of, of like, if I just stand up for myself and like, who cares if my boots are actually girl boots if i stand up to 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 him and do that stuff he's nothing like 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 he's Mm. just gonna he's gonna be like what what oh okay yeah you can have your money back and that's what he does there that was also a a good scene but yeah it was just it's heart breaking to see this nintendo like land out in the street and this bus oh. just completely crush it and run it over <laughs> rough i yeah. i want to talk about the girl boots i like uh i this is first off the, the reason why he has these is that he says his mom got lost in a coupon haze <laughs> she just got a sale so good she didn't think about what she was buying she's like the kid needs boots so she's bought him like and it seems like a nice brand of boots, like a well-recognized brand, but it is like very feminine. Like the, the boots are flower, the flowery and purple. purple and he's yeah, embarrassed to wear them, but yeah. he doesn't have anything else. And I love that whenever he appears in the boots, the song Obsession plays. Like it's the theme song for the boots. The like boots that's theme. how <laughs> powerful the boots are as an entity in his life that they have their own theme music. And I also like that when he's telling the story, his daughter stops him and she's like, well, what do you mean girls boots? What? Like they only fit girls feet. And he's like, I understand. No, things were very different back then. I like that the movie found a way to play on like this very old, but in some ways, perhaps like maybe classic joke trope right, yeah. of cinema of this time while acknowledging it, it is in hindsight like, this is very silly bunny onesie moment of yeah of yeah christmas story it's like oh they got mm. me girl boots <laughs> yeah and, and there's a joke that there's another like oh and he doesn't just have girl boots it's like oh you have the same boots as jennifer and we pass by jennifer briefly once where he's walking on the bus and she's like <laughs> Those are my nice boots. boots. And then yeah. at the end, and then at the end of the movie, you find out like that's they how they each like, other. Yeah. started. I think that was a very sweet twist that he that married the good, girl who had his same pair of boots. Good touch. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah. that was that was good. I liked that. Um, there was also like I, to not to get away from the, the boots, but there was the joke of when at, at the start, when he slips on the ice. 
uh, that's right out there by the Santa who's outside of the mall yeah. that's like ringing the bell for cha- for change and stuff like that. He when he slips and falls, he looks at the Santa and says something like, "Really, the ice is still here? Like I thought I told you to like get rid of the the, mm. the ice." And then you don't really un- understand it uh, other than like it must be well known that like. There's ice in that spot and maybe like the week before he slipped or something. Um, But then you learn that like that's the spot that he slipped when he was a Mm. kid and threw the the Nintendo out in the street when it got run over, which is a good callback. But also is like, wait, is that the same Santa that's been out there for like (laughs) 30 years? An an eternal Santa. Right? Like, how old is that Santa? Or that the ice is such a problem that when one Santa, like, brings in a new Santa, like, they're, they're Santa protege, they're like, listen, <laughs> they're there's all this lore. ice around here. Nobody's doing anything about it. You just got to learn to live with it. <laughs> You're the Santa of the ice packs. And this one guy, Jake, if you see him, like, he's, he's, he's going to be a problem, <laughs> right? He's the one that told us to get rid of it. Um, no, yeah, but yeah, the, yeah, like that the was introduction, a weird thing of, of just like, the why would that Santa the, know? <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of the movie where we are with Neil Patrick Harris and his daughter in modern times includes a lot of things that like you don't realize are, I guess not set up, but callbacks to something you haven't seen yet. Like you wonder, yeah. oh, he's probably just been to this mall a couple times throughout the holiday season doing Christmas shopping the mall's got a problem with not clearing up this dangerous ice patch. And then you see that he slipped on it when he was a kid. Like, I think we see his dad slip on it or almost slip on it when he realizes, oh, (laughs) Jake's run off to get his retainer. And his daughter mentions, like, Dad, why can't we go visit, like, Aunt Lizzie in Australia this year? And he's like, Australia's expensive to get to. And later in the movie, when he's been selling these wreaths for the Boy Scouts and trying to win the NES, the NES was replaced at the last minute with a set of encyclopedias. Right. It's yeah. the top number one boys delight gift, a whole set of the world book. <laughs> and he's completely hates them, but his sister's flipping through them and she's like, Australia is pretty cool. <laughs> I, so I, I have to say one quick thing back on the retainer. Why mm. did he take it out in the first place? It's there yeah, is the fact that he no took reason. it out isn't really explained. It, yeah, like, if they sitting there playing the Nintendo in the mall, like in the kiosk, he has yeah. this moment where he is like on on a tear. He is beating this game. He's unstoppable. And then like in in his just like fit of like, yeah, I'm I'm a badass. I can play this game. He just t- takes out his retainer and drops it on the floor. And it's just like, what? Why? Like, there was no reason to do any of this besides this one moment. It's weird. I don't know. But yeah, I wish they would have thrown in a line where he's like, I felt like the biggest man in the world. I, you know, I don't I don't need to think about my family. I don't need to think about my sister. I don't need my retainer. Or if he was like, man, I'm in the zone and like he he drinks a Coke or something like that. Yeah, there is not a clear reason why the retainer is even out. But what I do love about that scene is how he's like in the toy store with his sister. His parents have gone off to some other errand in the mall and they're like, "Okay, Jake, watch your sister. And he sees the Nintendo display. 
he's called to the Nintendo display. It literally like speaks to him. And the lid of the NES is like flapping up and down as it talks to him. It's very wet, hot American summer with the can of vegetables. Yeah, I like that a lot. (laughs) That and like the moment where Timmy Keen glides across the floor. Do do give this movie like the finest dusting of wet, hot American summer energy that I really appreciated. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I I don't know if I really have much else to say on 8-Bit Christmas. It was good. I wouldn't say it's great. Um, I yeah, I mean, it, it, it was fine. I, I, I think it's a good like heartwarming family movie. But yeah, I think the ending was a good idea. It's not executed. Well, because it ended up feeling like that bait and switch there. Mm-hmm. So. I, I had a pretty good time. I don't know. This movie worked on me. I could see myself watching it again next year. Like, like that. That's the thing. I like the idea of what they did. They have something with this. Like this is like they're, they're on to something. I just don't feel like they've gotten there yet, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I like this is one that at the, at the very least, it's like, hey, it's an updated ver- version uh, 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 of A Christmas Story as we have con- continually compared it to and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, And as I'm sure it compares itself to, it, it is knowingly very aware we're yeah. 1980s A Christmas Story. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. Do we want to check in on bingo? The last bingo Our f- of the Oh year. my gosh. Final bingo. Final bingo. Let's see here. Desktop. Where's my bingo file? There it is. I don't, th- I don't think we got any instances of throwing an object and hearing a funny sound effect off screen. Or I may have missed it. That's been the trouble with putting this one on the list is that sometimes it's so subtle I may completely miss when it even happens. Uh, and there was also clearly at you no almost... point when a superhero fights somebody through a building. I never got close to that one this year. No, so I, I don't have one that I could mark down because I don't have a courtroom scene. I don't have death and electrocution, <laughs> stuff like that. But we almost could argue for robot blamed for murder <laughs> for the TV <laughs> falling on the dog. If it was a smart Ooh. TV, maybe if it was, I, I don't know, but it, it, that, it you're right. That is fit. the closest we've come all year. <laughs> My kid got upset about a video game, knock the TV over TV, almost killed, killed dog. The dog. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Um, so that means that I ended up with, Two bingos. And Melissa, and I think you uh, ended up with like nine. <laughs> okay. Four, five, six, seven. Yes, nine. God damn it. So Melissa. I don't you are our bingo champion for this year. <laughs> uh, I am. Thank so, you. I want to we, thank uh the TV show Maniac. <laughs> That's Kyle, those, those, you weren't those here for two Maniac. Weeks that I was, yeah. You could have won if you were here for Maniac because that gave me yeah, like three robot. things, that, and I think it could have helped you robot too. Blamed for murder, which would have given me another it. bingo at least. Um, 
but yeah so uh we we've been playing bingo for a while here this was kind of an experiment to see what we could do yeah i've enjoyed this uh we are planning on continuing it next year uh we're, mm-hmm. we are going to make brand new cards uh melissa and i created a big list of like entertainment tropes uh and stuff uh which is what our bingo cards are comprised of i think we might take some out add some new ones and then make brand new cards i think we're also making bigger cards we had decided on seven by seven so it might last us a little bit longer uh Mm. and yeah i i think it's like as many bingos as we can get or first to fill their card completely (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, so we will start that in the new year but we were also playing for a pizza so melissa you just won yourself pizza but i also won a pizza uh from our rotten tomatoes movie predictions that we do on the captain's log here so we owe each other pizzas, which just kind of cancel out the pizzas. <laughs> right. Yeah, we buy ourselves, we treat ourselves to our own individual pizzas. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, good stuff. Review show yeah. bingo was fun. This, this was I'm very glad. fun. I'm I told my dad we were doing that. this, and he was very excited by the game. And he's thinking of making up his own bingo sheets to make his friends play at their big motorcycle club meetings every month. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good stuff. I don't know what his bingo traits are. I don't know if it's like, Jerry wears his vest again, but it's, it's probably stuff like that. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> biker gang bingo. I love it. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, that's great. Uh, so now that we have done bingo, Melissa, let's do recommendations. Mm. Yeah. Do you have, I mean, I, 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 to be honest, I don't have very many recommendations outside of what we've already mentioned. Um, mm. I, I, we, we, we have mentioned a Christmas story a ton. Uh, you mentioned a princess bride. I almost said a princess story or a a princess carol i I don't know why but (laughs) what's one of those Uh, what's a princess carol you're back in it last week you're back in the netflix romantic comedies yeah i i i keep wanting to say a christmas carol but i know it's a christmas story and then so when i go to say a a princess bride i still want to say carol i don't know (laughs) everything is a carol Right. Uh, A diehard carol. I would also add Jingle All the Way into our recommendations for for this. It's like the reverse of that, where the kids are after this toy uh, instead of the parents here. So, Mm. uh, yeah, go watch Jingle All the Way because that one's a classic. Jamie. Solid (laughs) recommend. Turbo Man knows my name. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I already mentioned <laughs> I already mentioned Wet Hot American Summer. If you'd like the if you liked the more exaggerated kind of fantastical absurd moments of this movie, I think you could find the same even more so in Wet Hot American Summer. Uh if you want a kids getting together and hatching a scheme to sneak out of somewhere, 
last Halloween, we watched an Indian show on Netflix called Typewriter, yeah. which is a supernatural mystery show. We've got a group of kids investigating a possible haunted house. We've got a parallel group of adults investigating a possible haunted house. So that gives it kind of like a, a stranger thing structure. If you like that, you may like this. And there's a scene where the kids need to sneak out of school early to go somewhere. But like they've been like they've done it enough times yeah. that they're like, if we actually do this, we are in deep trouble. So they hatch a scheme to set the school's clocks forward. So the bell rings when they need to get out of the school. It's it's so fun. It's maybe the highlight of that entire show. The lengths these great. kids go to to just change the school's clocks. Yeah. And if you want a good some, gen- some genuinely scary moments in there, too, it does. The yeah. Opening of that is still like it's still just like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh-uh. I, I dug typewriter a lot. That was very good at a lot of different it, things. That one is interesting because the kid's story is genuinely a kid's story. Like it, it, it mm. is the more like family f- f- friendly stuff. But then when it gets to the adult stories, it is more of an adult story. And they mix both yeah. of those in one. Whereas th- this has adults in it, but it is. Yeah. A kids or family friendly story typewriter has both. So it it it's maybe not as family friendly because mm. of some of the scarier moments, but they also aren't so scary that yeah. it's like, well, a kid can't watch it per se. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. good horror introduction if you've got like a very brave 10 year old. Like around that age, try typewriter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's and a of course, good one. Good recommendation. If you, and again, another gang of kids around Christmas time, I feel the need to mention Shazam. I really like Shazam. I'm yeah, happy that we've one. got, we mentioned Hawkeye earlier, this whole Marvel show that's set during Christmas. I guess it's DC equivalent would be Shazam. Cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think those mm-hmm. are great recommendations. Um, but with that, Melissa, like we said, this is the last review show of the year. So we will be taking the next few weeks off as we mm-hmm. enjoy the holidays and visit family and hope to get our Nintendos ourselves. I'm still hoping. Yeah. <laughs> so many years later, still hoping. Um. <laughs> But we also like to take this time to kind of think ahead and maybe watch something that has multiple fran or a franchise or something that is maybe a little longer that we can't yeah. necessarily do in in a week uh, and and stuff like that. So you have uh, traditionally, I, th- I think you did, did hit it the past two years. I think it worked out this year that it falls on on me. Um, the past three times were me. This is the first time I haven't gotten to nominate the Christmas break watching material, which is a little daunting. The last several years, I've been at least partially in charge of how I spend my holidays. And this year, I'm not. I'm at your mercy. Yeah. Uh, so I, I have, uh, three pitches for us to potentially do. The first one is a, a beloved franchise, 
uh, at mm. least because of its first couple movies. Um, and the other ones have not been as good, but it's still a franchise that I haven't really dived into. I've seen the first two. Okay. But that's it. The first we got one, three franchises. Yes. Well, so the, okay. the pitch number one really needs no introduction. It is Terminator. I think we oh. should watch all six of the Terminator. Movies. Oh, my gosh. That's a lot. Yeah. I've seen the first two. They're fantastic. But I, I, I think I've seen one of the other ones. I don't think I've seen T3. But then I think I've seen like the, the the first of the the like new one. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's a, there's like six of them that I I think we yeah. can we can watch. And I, I thought that was a a good chunk. Yeah, that's a good amount. And I think I've heard that the most recent Terminator's actually pretty good. So I, th- I think that would good be a know. nice bookend. We have a franchise that starts good, may peter off, but doesn't completely end on a downer. Yeah, I'm I've I'm also kind of wanting to pitch this one because I've also heard good things about the TV show, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, uh-huh. And that I think would be a good like two or three parter if for like our end of the month series thing. Um, yeah. One day. And so I just like me thinking for yeah. down the road at some point, it'd be neat to watch that set somehow. it up yes so, yeah i watched some of that i'd never seen any of the movies but it was a new show and i thought let me check it out so yeah i did watch season one of the sarah connor chronicles okay there you go you're more familiar with it than than me that first season did okay but it's season mm-hmm. two that people really like that that oh uh, i don't think uh, i got that far I, I, I don't know when the article or the information was put in there but on according to wikipedia uh season two has like a 94 on rotten tomatoes Ooh, yeah so who knows i don't know good stuff but Mm. uh for this it would be the terminator movies and that's pitch number one okay pitch number two something a little bit different this is not a series of movies uh this is a tv show it's only oh, okay. one season but it's a longer one that we would not have gotten to in our weekly stuff melissa you're gonna uh, hate me and laugh at me this is mobile suit gundam the origin like mobile suit gundam the original one uh it is in anime that is 43 episodes long Mm. Uh, but of of course they're the half an hour ones which means they're actually like 20 minutes okay so in in terms of like time length that you're actually spending it's like 14 to 15 hours so not too bad there um but yeah this is a favorite of mind I, i'd have to go fix my I, gundam it, after this that like fell i i yeah do, I, it's one that i just finished building last night too. oh no so its arm just like popped off <laughs> um but yeah this is a favorite 
franchise of mine. Uh, it is a it follows a young kid named Amaro Ray, uh, whose father is the designer of this brand new mobile suit, this big giant ro- robot uh, that is about to be a big weapon in the war. And this kid ends up piloting it by accident but because he pilots it he's the one with experience piloting it and he gets enlisted into the armed forces and has to fight this giant space war and it it is good the original show is from 1979 so old cartoon good stuff there old Yes, old cartoon is old, um, but it is also still one of the best introductions to the franchise. There's a lot of Gundam shows and movies and stuff like that. Not all of them are in the same cont- continuity and stuff. There's spinoffs that are is just it's its own show and its own universe has nothing to do with like the original timeline and stuff but this is still one of the like if you want to get into gundam this is one of the the best spots to start pitch number three mm-hmm. the matrix ah, Melissa, i, I know kn- i knew have... this was inevitable yep i know you have not seen any of the matrix movies there is the original trilogy there is the Animatrix, which is an animated oh, yes. movie that is an anthology. Uh, and then because I'm, I'm pitching this one because we have the like fourth movie coming out this December on the 22nd and it will be available on HBO Max, which is where you can yeah. find all the other movies uh, and, and stuff like that. Um, and the Matrix is in in incredible trilogy. I also think this kind of needs no introduction. You pr- probably yeah. know all of the like cultural t- touchstones and influences. He, he, it is he takes a pill. Bad. He learns kung fu. He fights Hugo Weaving. There you go. Yep. He Nailed fights it. on top of like a highway, uh, and then yep. I don't know what happens. And then Mr. it's like thirty Anderson. years later, and he's he's John Wick. Exactly. Nailed it. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm really interested in this new movie. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts that are talking about the older movies and reviewing them and looking at what they do really, really well, or maybe what went wrong with some of them and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think this would also be one that is worth the watch. Yeah, to, to do, good timing. Since you haven't seen those. It. I've often stated my intention to watch the series of movies backwards. Would I be permitted to do so? <sighs> I. I don't. I don't think that would be wise. I. Okay. I. I. I, I you like. I think that it would just confuse you. To be honest, so I don't. I don't mind being confused. Someday I want to watch a series of movies backwards, a series that I have no familiarity with. I want to start at the end, go back to the beginning and see what I sense I am able to make of it. Being confused is kind of the point. I want to see, like, drop myself into the sea of confusion and see if I can swim to the other side. I'll allow it. 
Because, <laughs> like, I mean, then, to, like, that's the thing of, of, like, if it's not this, then when? When when are you going to actually, like, I'm going to watch this franchise backwards. And I, I don't know, like, I, I, I think you're going to be lost is the the thing yeah i i i think it's really it's it's gonna be confusing it's not gonna make much sense i don't necessarily think it's gonna make the movies bad or anything like that but it's just it's it's such a specific story if that makes Mm -hmm. sense i don't know but i'll allow it just just for the experiment and see i've been i've been wanting to do this but I think maybe I, I, if I won't because then I wouldn't be able to start on this podcast homework until December 22nd when this new right. one comes out. Right. I'd, 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 I'd be delayed. I'd be, you know, might be rushing. Well, it's only four movies. Is that not that much of a rush? But I'd like to have my homework done early. Five, because I, I would like to do the original tr- trilogy. Oh, okay. The, and the Animatrix. The, and the Matrix, yeah. And okay. the new one. All of it. Okay, thank you for clarifying. Is all of that on HBO Max? Correct. Yes, it is all on HBO okay. Max. Okay. So your three pitches were all of Terminator, all of Matrix, and original uh, flavor Mobile Suit Gundam. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I feel like I know, I know I'm it's not I'm Lucy Gundam, but <laughs> I feel like I'm Lucy with the football. Like I am at, Like I appreciate that your your devotion to Gundam and other like giant mechs. It will but it's just a genre at some that point on this show it I, will happen. <laughs> I don't. It's just something that I have like no personal interest in whatsoever. <laughs> this is like the one thing that we like don't like. I I respect it. I think it's cool that you're into these. I'm sure Gundams oh, know, are great. I, <laughs> I just see nothing for myself there. I love Pacific Rim. That's it. That's as far as I go. <laughs> A-okay you might me. be able to tempt me to watch Gundam Wing someday because that was very popular when sure. I was young and I knew that it was like this boy band of like hot of. young protagonists <laughs> and like I was and I was never sure what the actual narrative was. I just had like anime magazines full of these five hot anime boys and all my friends had like a favorite one. I'm like, yeah. I don't know they're, they're, which haircut do I like best? I don't know any of these guys. Yeah, so I they, could be tempted into Gundam Wing, the boy band one. They have Gundam Wing, and then there's a like a follow up movie called Gundam Wing: Endless Waltz, which is actually a I've Christmas heard that name. movie. Oh my god! Well, Kyle, you know what we're doing next year. Put it on the calendar. I will watch okay. Endless Waltz next year. Okay, let's do okay. it. I promise. I I promise you that Gundam in the future, you may not ever get me to agree to another Gundam. Okay. This will be our understanding. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I, am t- I am tempted to go with Terminator because I know this is such a prolific time travel story. And we spent a lot of time this year on time travel. That was yeah. a theme we tried to revisit a couple times. Um, but between that and the Matrix, uh, it, I think I will go with the more timely option. I want to understand what it is that everybody around me will be talking about. I will watch the matrices. I will watch all of them. I've I've long been curious about the animatrix. I remember reading about that in one of the aforementioned anime magazines next to the portraits of 
duo and, and quattro and whatever the heck their names you were. Know the their boy names, band. Yeah. <laughs> I know two names at least. Uh, <laughs> there's the blonde one, the braid one, one with black hair, two more, a spiky yeah. one. Maybe I'm thinking of Cloud. I don't know anymore. Uh, I will go with the Matrix. I, despite my, my many mentions that I want to watch these backwards, I think that may delay me. I don't know. I'm not sure yet. I don't know which direction I will pick. Okay. It'll be a surprise. It may be that I, it may be that I sit down for movie night one night and I look at the first one and the third one. And I'm like, what's the runtime? I got two hours. Which one do you use closer? There you go. Who knows? Um, yeah. The matrix it is then. That is what we will matrices. kick the year off. The matrices. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I think the, the matrix that's... franchise. That is truly a movie of the future. Not that the Terminator isn't. It's literally the guy comes back from the future and he chases Linda Hamilton around. But yeah, this The Matrix seems like a movie to kick a year off with. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. We, I, he, we have an option here. Do we want to split the newest movie off into its own? Do we like oh. do we want to do a reactor core on on? The uh, the Matrix, the the old the old or the 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 new one that's about to come out and have a whole thing focused on that one and then do the original trilogy and the Animatrix as the review show. Or do, do we all just wanna, let's just wrap it in one big thing. Um, I will put that in your hands because I know you will be, as you said, going to visit your parents. You'll be taking some of your podcast equipment with you, so you will be able to record there. But I'll put that in your hands if you want to spend the couple days up to Christmas when you're there with your parents disappearing into your room for a couple hours to talk about the Matrix. <laughs> or if you just want to do all of it when you get back home. Yeah. Um, OK, we'll 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 put some yeah. feelers out. I the, it, mm. it, we could probably even do a thing that like if you're not on the reactor core, I could do it with someone else. Right. And then, yeah, just just for for the sake of the review show, we still have uh, like it all just in one bundle there. But we shall see. We shall see. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, keep an eye out for all of that stuff. Go follow us on Twitter at the whatnots for all those updates. Um, yeah. But that that is about it. That wraps us up for the year here oh, on the year. review show. Yeah. Good stuff. So, Melissa, where can the people find you on the Internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. This is a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Uh, if you liked 8-Bit Christmas, I'd recommend you listen to our episode about kid video which is an 80s cartoon about these kids who play in a band and they get sucked through a portal into some like music world. And it is like a live action opening and then they're in cartoon form. And then every episode ends with a live action music video. So it's, it's a real interesting uh, merging of styles. Cool. There you go. If you guys want to stay up to date with me, I'm at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to follow all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, subscribe. Uh, you guys know the deal with that. Help us spread the word. That would mean a lot. That being said, happy holidays. Happy New Year. We will see you in 2022.
Bye. Bye.